The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. We have a world going on today that it worries. There's a lot of anxiety. A lady said March 1st, 1987. Do not worry with anxiety about what will happen tomorrow or in a few years. We have people making things so complicated, so difficult. They're all worrying about this and that. They're in a hurry. They're chasing money. They're dreams. And it doesn't come true. Maybe temporarily it does. But we need to be different. We have better things to do. Our lady's showing that through her messages. On February 29th, 1984, our lady says, Do not worry about tomorrow. Each day will have its own worries. That's just what Matthew 6 said. It's sufficient for the day. Our lady continues on that message. Do not worry about the other days. Be content with prayer. That is what we are to do. Turn to the messages. 
On March 25th, 1988, your witness will have value for yourselves. That's the real treasures. And yet, we worry about tomorrow and all the money and what people do. Everyone's following the culture, living only for today, only for the pleasure. This is not what Our Lady is calling us to. We are to be different. We're not to follow the crowd. The direction the world's going is, is a dead end. When I think of all the worries people seem to find And how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds By chasing after money and dreams that can't come true I'm glad that we are different, we've better things to do A lot of words of wisdom. It's threaded through the messages of Our Lady. And it's biblical. And this is how people are living today. It's a sad state. What if I came to you with a checkerboard and pulled the checkers out of it? And I told you I would sell you these checkers. And you would pay me an eighth of a tenth of a cent for one checker. And then the next person come on, they pay you a dime for one. And so you go get more checkers. And then people start saying, hey, I pay 10 cents for this. You pay me 15 cents for it. And it just goes up and up. And you start manufacturing. And you put them out there. And because everybody else sees the gain on it, because you paid this for it, and then it's now 20 cents when you made a dime off of it. And it keeps going that way. This has happened. And this is ludicrous. What would you do with that checker got up to $5,000? Would you keep on it? And you say, well, hey, I'm going to hold this. This makes money. What is it worth? $5,000. Why? Because somebody came along and paid 6000 And after that, they paid 7000 And it keeps going. And they made a lot of money. And they're telling everybody else, this is a lot of money. Look what I made on this. And they're all running after something that has a value because somebody else is running for it or willing to pay a little bit more money for it because they want to make money. And they look at this and think, what is driving this? Greed? Getting something for nothing? What if it hit $10,000 for a checker chip? What would it happen if it went to 12000 And everybody sees, like, I want that. i got to get in on this. And it goes to 13000 14000 15000 16000 $17,000 for a checker chip. And you know what? They did this with Bitcoins. And you know what? The checker chip is worth more than the Bitcoin because it's real. This is called cryptocurrency. And what's its definition? It's from the Greek word, kreptos, 
meaning secret, hidden, or concealed. It don't even exist. It's an electronic nothing. It's just air. It makes more sense for you to pay $17,000 for a checker chip than it is for a Bitcoin, which is cryptocurrency. It's a digital asset, which is a lie, and it's designed to work as a medium for exchange. Nobody's exchanging that. When the last time they come to a store and say, hey, I want to buy this with Bitcoins, that was a lie they put forth to have it worth that this is going to be currency. The first thing they purchased with it, somebody bought a pizza with it. How many people have bought things with this? There were smart people who got in this. Investors who got in this. Just two days ago, the headline was Bitcoin declines 10% as crypto collapse worsens. Why? Because everybody's waking up. It's worthless. They've been living for the day. Make more money on what's not even money now. How far do we get from truth? And how stupid do we have to become? So what's happening? It's crashing. In November, Bitcoin's lost 42% of its value in one month. It dropped down over $4,000 per Bitcoin over the weekend. As far as Monday, it's down to $3,600. You better get out even if you lost $10,000 per Bitcoin because it's going to be what it's worth, which is zero. It's a Ponzi scheme. How do we get a civilization that has to be so educated, so advanced, that we fall for these things? Yeah, some people made a lot of money on this. But they got in it at the right time, and they got out of it at the right time. There was only two or three people in 1929 that sold out before 29 crash, and they're the only ones that had money later. This doesn't work. So this thing started off in July 2010 at eight-tenths of a cent per Bitcoin. October, it went to 12 and a half cents. By April of 2011, one dollar. By July of 2011, $31, and it, knew, and it climbed from there. I'm going through all this because just like the song said, when I think of all the worried people seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true, I'm glad we are different. We are called to be different. Our latest messages tells us to break away from what's going and what people do. I was never tempted by these Bitcoins. I don't care how much it went up. I don't care if I invested in the right time, which we don't do that because it's not our life. What we do is real. And what is real is what our lady is showing us. So we're in a situation right now that the economy is booming, but there's clouds over us telling us some things are happening. We have out there in the housing market right now the Federal Reserve is increasing its interest. One of the motivations is to destroy Trump and destroy the economy. They don't want it completely destroyed. They just want to make sure he doesn't get president in 2020. So there's some motivations there. But I read today is showing you what happens in Dallas, Fort Worth, which the rest of the nation will follow suit because it's one of those cities with a few other cities across the country. So goes Dallas, Fort Worth. So goes New York, so goes the nation. There's leading cities that these things are happening 
that we can see is coming our way wherever you are. This comes from the November 27th issue of the Wall Street Journal. It's entitled Dallas Sounds Alarm for Housing Market. A half-hour drive straight north from downtown Dallas sits one of the fastest-growing counties in the country. Cotton fields have been replaced with Toyota's new North American headquarters, a Dallas Cowboys training facility, and a sand-colored shopping strip with a Tesla dealership and a three-story food hall. Yet, even with the booming growth, Dallas's once vibrant housing market is sputtering. In the high-end subdivisions in the suburb of Frisco, builders are cutting prices on new homes by up to $150,000. On one street alone, $4 million of new homes sat empty earlier this month. The U.S. economy just had one of the best six-month stretches in a decade as the unemployment rate hovers around its lowest level in half a century. Still, along with a recent swoon in the stock market, the housing market, which makes up a sixth of the U.S. economy, has been a troubling weak spot. U.S. existing home sales have declined on an annual basis for eight straight months, the longest slump in more than four years, according to the National Association of Realtors. The slowdown has been driven by places that had earlier seen some of the strongest price growth during this recovery, including Seattle, Denver, New York, Boston, and the Bay Area. Dallas, which had the second strongest annual increase in employment of any metropolitan area in the country in September, helps explain why. Even though the economy in the sprawling metro area has boomed, Home prices have grown much faster than wages, and buyers have been straining to afford homes. Those price challenges have been masked in part by cheap credit, but that era is coming to an end. So what this tells us, and one of the first signs it tells us everything, is the housing. Everything surrounds that. Everybody's got to have a house. Not necessarily, but they an apartment or whatever. But this is a telltale of what's coming and where we are. The housing market is one of the first thermometers to see the future. But we're so comfortable that everything's going to be perfect, and yet our lady is telling us not trust through material things. Your investment, what you need to be doing, is what our lady show us, is to go back to a grand way of life. You're not affected by that. You can be eating. You can be doing things you need to do. How do you do that? How do you change some of your wealth to what real wealth is? Change it to make it into bitcoins or silver. That's why we did the miraculous magical around. The purpose of that is because it's real. It's not fake. You can hold it. And we advocate that. Secondly, firstly, get into a system, get out of debt, and have it a system created that you can eat and feed yourself. That's the most important thing because the future is going to change. We quoted Ivanka the other night on the 25th broadcast when she says about the future of the church. Things are going to change. Why are you not changing now? Why you have the ability to do that? You want further evidence? We'll play a clip 
It's really actually a commercial by Glenn Beck of talking about silver and what's taking place right now. And it shows more clearly of the point I'm making to you. The world is changing. The world is changing. And in the next few weeks, I hope to be able to spend some time and talk to you about the the shortage of cash. And this seems really weird because, uh, you know, we, we're printing all of this money. How could we possibly have a shortage of cash? Well, the Fed is raising the interest rates, bringing that all in. Plus, the world is looking for dollars because the world has to pay their debts back in dollars. So some of these emerging countries are going to basically, you know, loan sharks to borrow the dollars to be able to pay the uh, loans back that they own. Meanwhile, we're looking to borrow dollars as a government as well. One point, I think it's up to one point six trillion now. Um, and eventually there's there's just not enough money to go around as the Fed is bringing it all in. You're going to be competing. Inflation is already starting to happen. We are, you know, God forbid, we're one real shakeup away from having real catastrophe here. Please, 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 please protect yourself. Find out if silver is right for you. There are things that are happening that uh, the media is just so far gone. They're just not going to address them. But these things are on the horizon now. Please find out if silver is right for you. So you have voices everywhere warning about this. And you can't change your assets overnight to a system that feeds yourself. But what you can do is protect yourself, as you just heard, for the purpose that when you get your land, you get with other people who in community or something crashes, you have something preserved that's solid, that's real, that's natural, that has value because God made it that way. Just as our lady said, your witness will have value for yourselves. It's not just transient. Our lady adds, for all eternity. So it's value on this life, your witness, and it affects your eternity. Some people make money and they love making money. I've talked to people like that and they would love their investment if they knew how to change their mentality to be invested into eternity. And that's into a way of life. So the miracles manager go around purpose is to immediately shift things into, not into Bitcoins. Quit trying to make money on money. That's dangerous. Yeah, you may make another extra million bucks. You may make another $10 million. But you may lose $10 million. In regards to the silver market, we're updating you what's going around at this moment. So the price of silver has been around the mid to low 14s for several months now, and this is the lowest price it's been in several years. Glenn Beck raised the question earlier, you know, people need to decide whether or not silver is right for them. It's apparent that across the world, millions of people are deciding that silver is right for them. Just in the last about week and a half with Century Silver, there's been about 25 people that have ordered silver. Now, they're not doing big, big amounts right now. We still have that, you know, on an ongoing basis, people decide to commit six-figure amounts. But what the trend appears to be now is that people are starting to do what you've mentioned before, friend of Medjugorje, saving in silver. So people are committing to $100 a month or $500 or 1000 or some people even $5,000 a month, whatever fits their budget. But this seems to be happening at an increasing rate that people are making a regular commitment. Uh, they're making a decision for silver in the miraculous metal Medjugorje round. You know, another point you can bring up too, your 401ks drop dramatically. With the stock markets, 
That's where they invest in your money. It's not just sitting in an account somewhere. A lot of people's 401k just dropped dramatically, and if they check the figures, it probably give them a heart attack. Why would you want that being in that instead of something that's solid that can't go away in value? So what do you suggest as far as 401ks? 401ks, we would definitely say you need to at least remove a meaningful portion. Many people have cashed out their entire 401ks. The question that people always raise is, well, what about that penalty? I'll have to pay an extra 10%. And our response is always, would you rather pay 100% penalty and lose everything? Much more digestible is to take a 10% penalty, cash that out now and put that in silver. With the recent stock market declines, the question out there in the precious metals market has been for a long time, why are the precious metals prices not rising? Why is silver even declining now? The answer generally seems to be understood that there's a lot of market manipulation, but it's very clear that the price of silver right now, while it could go down, yes, it can always go down more, but this is a very, very good price for silver, a very, very good time and a smart time to get into the miraculous metal Medjugorje round. And again, that if you have extra funds and you preserve that wealth in silver in the miraculous Medjugorje round, that's one thing. Your real goal in life is to have a system where you can feed yourself. But that's a complicated thing to jump in from one day to the next. It's not complicated to take your 401ks out or what you have in your stock markets or investments, change it into something solid that is there. And not to do that is not just ignorance, it's really stupid. Look at this with the Bitcoins. Just two days ago, how people had a frenzy on them. This is not even blessed. Because it's corrupt, it's built on greed, and everything that is not of God will crash. It's a fact. It's going to happen. But I can stay a few more days. I might just make it. Well, how many people just lost in the last 30 days a huge chunk of their 401ks? 10%, 30%, 40%, 50%? Don't risk this. Go for a lower gain but a full gain of preserving your wealth. We're not against the market. I'm not talking about the stock markets. I'm talking about our system. Our system is based in a Christian principle to let a man work to make his own keep. And he needs to have the freedom to do that. Christianity gives freedom. A man should be able to go out there and create something or make something or produce something or grow food and sell it. And then when the government gets involved with that, and the investments get in that, it changes where it's just for the dollar, just for the dollar. We're made to work. We're made to have occupations. And those things are good. We're about to listen to a clip that gives the lessons that's very important, very practical, very logical. Wherever there is a vacuum and a free market, and there's a need there, somebody will produce it. They don't have to be told to do that. They'll go that, they'll produce that because they can sell that. And we need to keep these principles that the free market is not Bitcoins or the stock markets or all these speculative things. It's just good, hard, old-fashioned work. And this clip will help you educate you or re-educate you, especially people from other countries, why America works. Dow Jones Industrials closed 24,748 today, just below 25. 
NASDAQ 7082. Gold up almost a dollar to 1214. Crude added 56 cents to $52.12 after a long slide. America's energy independence. That's what we talked about in 2008. Remember? T. Boone Pickens came out with a wind energy plan, buying up wind farms across a corridor, a swath across Texas. Everybody was offering plans. Michelle Bachman was running for president, and she said, we're going to see $2 gas at the pump within a couple of years. And they laughed at her. Now, Michelle Bachman said some really dumb things in public life, but that wasn't one of them. It was prophetic, actually. We did see $2 gas, and I never heard anybody apologize. You could see where this was going. If you just take your foot off the brake, or if you just take the foot of the government off the throat of American industry, we're a very enterprising people. Don't tell me this country isn't fantastic and innovative and awesome and powerful and fearless if you've never actually looked at the numbers. We've taught the world about free markets. We've taught the world about trade. We didn't start World War II. We just finished it. But after we finished it, we didn't do what mankind has done as a nation state, as a people, as a culture, as victors throughout history. We didn't subjugate the peoples we conquered, even though they first attacked us. We didn't do what history always did. We didn't force our language or our religion upon them. We didn't occupy their buildings or burn them to the ground. We didn't steal their women kill their men throughout the history of mankind that's the story and even in the modern world not only did we take their best shot and give better than we took then we went in and said we're going to make you better first we're going to lend you money and we're going to show you how to spend it we went into Germany and rebuilt that country now we had to carve it up as part of our deal with Russia, and it did have to be done. It had to be done to preserve peace in Europe and in the world. And it led to the Cold War, but that was unavoidable. The Russians were stewing for a, a war anyway. And we needed the Russians to take out the Germans. A proper review of history will tell you that the Russians did more than their part to defeat the Germans. They did. And they bore the biggest brunt of the war. A generation was devastated, decimated. But we carved up Germany, and with our half, look what we did. Look what we built. And it gave us a great laboratory to study the economic systems. As awful as it was for the German people who were separated by this, by this ominous wall of oppression. We got to see in the laboratory on, on the east side, communism. On the west side, free markets. Free markets are nothing more 
happen, government getting out of the way of individuals. Individuals who are ambitious and greedy and idealistic and hungry. And so look what happened. The West thrived and the East didn't. There was nobody clamoring over, under, through that wall to get from West to East. And but for the wall, that's why you couldn't give the East Germans the television. Because once they saw what was on the West side, they'd run through that wall. And so it took decades. Sure, it was an imperfect process. But eventually, under the presidency of George H.W. Bush, and Ronald Reagan deserves a lot of credit himself, they did tear down that wall, as Reagan demanded of Gorbachev. You can't underestimate young people today, and maybe older people who don't forget or who, or who forget their history, do not recognize what was happening. That Cold War was not a war of bullets. Well, there are plenty of bullets. Satellite wars, Iran-Contra, Sandinistas, and the Contras, Afghanistan, the Mujahideen, Vietnam, the 38th Parallel. Yeah, those were all military battles, or at least standoffs, where there weren't active battles. But the bigger battle was going on where ideology was at play. And not just ideology. Because people think of ideology, well, not just ideology, but economic theory. Economic theory doesn't get its due. Politics is downstream from culture. But it's also downstream from economic theory, which gets too little place at the table. What America was doing was showing the world that opening markets creates a bigger pie so that you're not just redistributing. You're actually building, creating, increasing exponentially the wealth. And eventually the world saw what worked and what didn't. And that's why countries clamored for what we did. That's why we have caravans coming here in the first place. Tony Blair, left of center, but somewhat moderate, former British Prime Minister, famously said, when I take the measure of America, when people ask me what I think of America, I judge a country by a very simple standard. Do more people want out? or want in and the whole world wants in that's why we're having to repel invaders with tear gas it's because this is the greatest nation on earth and not our great welfare states there's a bigger one plenty of bigger ones but because of the opportunity not everybody coming here is a horrible person they're coming for opportunity but we can't just give that opportunity to anyone it's not the system. It's not how it's structured. It's not right. And that, too, would create winners and losers. Winners of those who broke the law and try to invade and throw rocks at the Border Patrol. And losers of those who we don't see because they're not standing at the border. They're waiting in line at the embassy in their home country the way we told them to. What has this got to do with the messages of Our Lady? Why do we enter into these subjects? 
Because our ladies come here for everything, to enlighten us, to see truth, to understand truth, how to live right and correct. Our ladies not telling us just live inside the church and just pray and do nothing. Prayer and going to church has to result in the change of the culture. And the free market is based in what God ordained for us to be free. For us to decide things, what we want to do, how we want to do it. It's the love of money which is a problem, not money itself. And you need to be wise. And that's the purpose. Was the miraculous measure go around? To sanctify your money when you exchange that for goods and services, somebody's carrying the miraculous metal. It's clever. It's smart. And that's why our lady said November 27th, 1989, for you to be praying for those who carry the miraculous medal. That's why I came up with it. Because she's the one that's smart. She's the one that wants us to sanctify everything on the earth. And she said, actually, a message to use your material goods to bring people to salvation. Not for consumerism purposes, but for salvation and conversion. And that's the purpose of Century Silver. To be that wing that distributes the miraculous metal Medjugorje around with the dual purpose, sanctifying your wealth, preserving it, and spreading conversion to other people. There's one point I'd like to bring up before the broadcast closes. It's something you said earlier, and we passed over it very quickly, but it's the name that you gave to Bitcoin. You call it an electronic nothing, and I think that's probably the perfect tag for Bitcoin. But I'd also think that could be extended to cash in the bank as well and even extended even further to investment accounts like 401ks and IRAs. But just to use an example that you've used before about cash in the bank, you said, let's say you have $50,000 in the bank, and you go to the bank and you say, I want my $50,000 in cash. They simply don't even have it. It may take them three, four days just to get that cash. You'll probably have to go through paperwork, answer all kinds of questions about what you're going to use it for, where did it come from. You just have no idea when you're going to be able to get that cash. So in that sense, cash in the bank, too, might be very easily considered an electronic nothing. It's not there for you when you need it. There's billionaire investors out there, people who have been very successful buying and selling, even stocks and bonds and things like that, who will tell you outright, holding cash in the bank is the worst place to keep your money because you're constantly losing through inflation and rising prices. Silver, the miraculous metal major going around, are a great place to physically put what is an electronic nothing into something that you can hold in your hand, something that's always been historically protection against inflation, something that preserves and sanctifies your wealth, but as we've said many times before, is an avenue for spreading conversions. If you'd like to contact Century Silver Exchange, you can do so by calling toll-free 1-877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. You can also visit CenturySilver.com or email info at CenturySilver.com. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It earns income and pays income taxes on that income and bears its own expenses. If there's any income left over at the end of the year, it may give a dividend donation to Caritas of Birmingham to further its mission. And this is not just a mission. This is part of our ministry to get people in any way we can, to conversion. The miraculous metal is proven. It does that. 
And that was the motivation. It wasn't to make money. And if there is any that to be made, it's for salvation. You heard on the clip, the gold went up yesterday, $1.14 per ounce. An ounce of gold is $1,227.73. If you converted that to what the price of silver, which is $14.33, that would buy you 85 and a half ounces. If it went up $1.14, you just made $120. Silver is the way to go. If the economy was to crash, something terrible happens, and something terrible is coming, the means of exchange will be silver. It's always been that way. Who wants to be carrying around gold? That's for major, major purchases. So it's a practical thing. God gave it to us, and this is how it works. So reflect on what we're talking about now. We've went through a broadcast with many complicated situations. And that's where we are. We've complicated the mind, chasing after money, and dreams that can't come true, and we're called to be different. This is what all these messages are about. You follow her. It's the most solid foundation you can have because she cares about you, your future, and your eternal future. And all these things have a bearing on it. Which way you go? What will bring you joy? What will bring you sorrow? We're in a moment of seriousness. A moment of resolution. A moment of being sincere. A moment of being humble. And a moment of being efficient. This is the call of the day today. Thank you for responding to my call, she tells us. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.